Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I, I didn't know. I, I was nervous. I I'm uh, I didn't exactly, know Jeff was going to be here, and now Jeff is here. So well, you said that with rage, looking at me. It wasn't me sitting next to you doing the broccoli farts. No, I was. He said, "Watch it, Andy." I thought Andy was gone, <laughs> knocking his shit over back there. Did I knock shit over? Yeah, no. you did. You knocked everything over back there. <laughs> there was movement. There was there was a ruckus of stuff behind okay. Kirsten. The difference between me and Andy. What? Is what? Andy what? Really what? Who? what? No one can hear who, you. Who, no one who, can hear you. Who was giving me shit about rage? <laughs> Just like a minute and a half ago. Just yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So so Kay, what's this about the Galaxy Theater? Oh, a fucking vegan. We, Sat we next have, to me. Just so you guys know, theater. we oh. have broccoli in front of us. Yes, so we have uh, we have a little plate of delicious veggies. We're trying to get healthy and blo- broccoli, mm, pumpkin cupcakes, and, and you uh, just had to wreck it with that. <laughs> Well, I, we had the veggie tray here. No one knew we had cupcakes in front of us, but here you are right. saying we had the cupcakes. Jeff, on a podcast, if you don't mention the food, the calories don't count. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's why the zombie skills sit in front of you, Jeff. And look, did you see that? Did he, you see? He, he dove right into he the broccoli. broccoli. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> I got to show you up. <laughs> I got a cherry tomato. What are you talking about? <laughs> Broccoli's healthier. Wow. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock, number 504. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk week and geek, but I, the, the, this vegan thing, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Galaxy Theater, which has assigned seating. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, this, this bastard, I forget the movie. Uh, it actually <laughs> burned the memory out of my head. But this son of a bitch sat next to me. And about 10 minutes into the movie, I just start smelling broccoli that's been in a compost heap for <laughs> oh two God. weeks on a hot Vegas summer. Oh. No, no, no. A hot Atlanta summer. Ooh. Make it humid. And I'm just like, oh, God, that was gross. And on the other side of me, I forget who it was. Andy, probably. It actually could have been Andy. And I know that Andy's not going to lay out any broccoli farts. So I'm just like... <laughs> it's no, the- no, him, it's like... It's like Greasy meat pizza farts. Oh, uh, oh, it's it's fried food. You know, stuff well, like that. his is that invasive. It burns your hairs. Yes. So then you get the burning hair smell as well as the fart itself, and you're just like ah. But it wasn't that. What a two. So, not to mention, Andy preemptively says sorry. No, he doesn't. Before it hits, he him. does when he's been around me. He's been like, oh well, lucky you. He's been like, aren't sorry. you a lucky fuck? And you're like, what are you talking? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. He's yeah. like, he's like, sorry, sorry for. Okay. Oh my god. All right, yeah, just reverse it, and you know what it's like for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who says. He's so the person sitting next to you, most likely Andy. Uh, not Andy, but the guy on the other side. Oh, okay. Uh, on the left side of me, it it. I'm just like, what the. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, everyone get gas now. Oh, god damn it! And it was, and it was literally like every three minutes or so, oh, just, Jesus. just a little, just a little. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I was wearing a hat, and I quite literally watched the whole movie waving a hat in front of my face because oh. this fucker did not stop the whole fucking movie. Wow. He just sat there with his disgusting vegan farts. 
<laughs> I, ha- I have two friends who are vegetarian. Uh, one who is really like cool about it, like doesn't like throw it in your face. One that kind of does. What his farts? But <laughs> no, I mean like the, the 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 whole notion of them being a vegetarian. Oh, that kind. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like you never met this person before. Someone introduced you. Yeah. Oh, I'm a vegetarian. It's Bo- like- yeah, both of them have the worst horrible gas. Yeah. All the time. It's disgusting. Don't tell me this is a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> your your body's producing that shit? Fuck you. <laughs> That's fermentation. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm happy to say this week I have the notes. Again, uh, I appreciate everyone who liked last week's Off the Cuff, ep- cuff episode. That yeah. was a... Uh, I was actually surprised by the response. <laughs> I wasn't surprised because we are entertaining fuckers. So that's... Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, right. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, Shock Monkeys. And it will probably happen again, if not by accident, by choice. Uh, but not this week, because we're not going to do that two weeks in a row. I also want to throw out there, again, a big thank you to everybody who chipped in and made the episode 500 patches and made yeah. a whole surprise. It's It still that blows my mind. That was so great. And I still look at that with just reverence and awe. The, the rage was much more understandable once we <laughs> yes. opened up those boxes. So it was it, that was fucking hilarious. But it... it Wow, you're doing it. You're just you're just not going to let Jeff show you up, are you? Yeah, he's going for the deep broccoli he didn't dip because he dunked it in ranch. I've not dunked anything oh. in the ranch. Oh, oh, look at you. Jeff likes it dry. Let me take Great. something healthy and put something incredibly unhealthy on it. <laughs> That's right. Let's make it possible. That's what I say to all my dates. Kirsten, do you have a hat? Because I'm going to need it for the broccoli farce. I'm going to be next to me here yep. pretty soon. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Look no. at the bright side. You don't have to live with that shit anymore. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? I actually watched a documentary on Amazon called What We Left Behind, the Deep Space Nine one. Yes. Oh, that's on there now. Kirsten yes. and I saw that in the theater with Andy. Oh, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Yes, it was. And boy, was that show ahead of its time now, thinking back yeah. to what, what all those episodes were. But uh, that's what I did. Nice. Yeah. That's all I did. What we left behind? <laughs> Big surprise, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> we really have him on just for the international view of geeky oh, things. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Listen, other than that, like Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer. Oh, let's do it. We'll get or, in there. Or <laughs> or or, or World of Warcraft Classic. I'll take both. What you got? Oh, what, what, what Warhammer things you do? Uh, I moved. <laughs> <laughs> I move. Uh, I move some paint around a little bit, like, like from one side of the desk to the other. <laughs> yes, getting it ready. Oh, okay. For when eventually I start painting my army, <laughs> so it's it's getting there. Just slap some paint on him, dude. I gotta get in the mood. No, no, to paint. You, I love. By you the way, folks, just to get a visual, Matt's doing this whole argument holding <laughs> ranch saturated broccoli in his hand as he waves his hand around, right. demonstrating moving the figures from one side to the other that he dipped three minutes ago. I might add. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't spilled a drop. This isn't Andy, but still, it's just funny watching the whole broccoli. <laughs> Making the point. That is the clingiest ranch I've ever seen, though. Like, it didn't even, like... <laughs> no. It didn't even start, like, dripping no, down no. The, the stalk of the broccoli. It literally just stayed in place after he dunked it. Remember when we started the show about uh, five hours ago, and he dipped the ranch, Then Jeff talked about it? <laughs> That's that same broccoli. <laughs> 
So you're thinking about moving paint from the desk to a model. Great. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I will get it done. It's just, I, I, I believe I need you. to get in the mood to paint. Dude. dude. I'm like Picasso or something. <laughs> dude, I know someone will paint those figs for you. No. <laughs> I'll do it myself. Oh, okay. What, you okay you know, and, what, and, what's, and, what's the rate? What's the rate? What's the rate? It depends. Oh, my God. Friends get a discount. Oh, okay. Not a big discount. Well, what about adversaries? Get a huge up price. Mm, there you go. $4,000 a figure for t- for tabletop quality. Wait, American oh. or uh, Canadian? Uh, so so if friends get a discount <laughs> yeah, and, I think it's and enemies get upcharged, that means you would charge Matt regular price, right? Because he's both a friend and an adversary in Warhammer. Uh, he's playing ad mech, so he's hardly an adversary. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> you better watch it. Because you just said that now. It's on the record. Yeah, that's right. Just, and the first be- game we talk about it, what geeking's you and Dude, you, you, you come back Dude. and you're like, oh, I lost. Two years from now, you're going to be regretting those words. <laughs> you mean four years from now? They've been talking about playing for two years. And God they damn, damn it. Where's, where's Andy? So it's, I can razz him building the gaming table. I know. I was ago. about to say, this this game has gone on longer than the gaming table. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's Yeah, no, that's a, that's yeah. been a while. At least six years. Yeah. At least. <laughs> Maybe seven? Could be. Seven. Yeah. Speaking of putting paint on a mini... Uh, one of oh, my commissions you? arrived in the mail today, so I'll start working on that tomorrow. Whoa! Uh, Deb is doing a uh, doing is sent me a model of a goblin monk. Oh! So I look forward to starting that one. She sent that along with a generous tip. So thank you very much, Deb. I really appreciate that, and I'm looking so forward to painting this model. It's, As in it's Deb, a great Deb design. Or yeah, okay. our Deb. All right, <laughs> that Deb, super Deb. Hmm. So. Fuck you, Barry. Pe- pe- people, pe- people yeah. I know do do pay me for painting their models. Matt, I, if I, you want to get I in on that, I can paint. I just need to get in the mood. <laughs> I have no proof of the statement. <laughs> I showed you my towel. You showed me some painted towel. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but as to where the origin of the paint comes, I, I have no, no, no proof. I'm like Fulgrim. I need to get in the mood. Wow. <laughs> I want to see. I can hardly wait to see the video. It just like shows up in your text one day and you press play and he's like, okay, here you, all right, you don't believe me, watch. Sets down to paint and he just like, you see like uh, 10 seconds. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm not in the mood anymore. <laughs> Storms off, forgets his phone. I-, I will say for those who are struggling to paint your minis for whatever reason, yeah, there are times where the mood doesn't strike, but I find if I set a time that this is going to be painting time, uh, I'm going to set it from this time to this time, uh, and then just make sure my butt is in the chair when it happens that paint gets on the mini. And I, I'm working on another guy's commission this weekend waiting for Debs to arrive, and I put in about six or seven hours painting his. Wow. So it's, it's been great. So I'm, this, I'm really loving this. The, this uh, is this the custodian? Yeah, this is the still? one where he's like, paint it, paint it in your own free time. There's no uh, no time limit. Yeah, pretty okay. much. You finally done a week it's later. Comes back to him. 
the army's like 12 models so are you not done yet or what no i'm about oh, halfway, wow. I'm about halfway okay. done with it now really you're shit talking him about speed <laughs> listen a, a custode army is like 13 models okay they're all you're shit talking him that's about right. speed i am <laughs> i am cursing okay i am I started work on his Land Raider, and I'm hand and I'm brush painting all this, so there's no airbrush involved. So that Land Raider is taking quite a while just to get it based, because basing in gold is a motherfucker. If you're not using that warm reddish gold that's in the spray can that Games Workshop provides, mm-hmm. his is more of an old gold, more of a greenish gold, and that has become a, a bitch of a choice. But I'm making it work. I'm making it. Why are you looking at me? I'm not. I'm just nodding around the table. <laughs> I thought it was just you're enjoying the ranch. So, <laughs> so tell me one of the geeky things you do this week. Um, I finally started watching season three of The Good Place. Ah, inspired so finally, by finally, Andy's. Uh, well, no, they finally dropped it on Netflix, so uh, I was able to start watching that. Um, I'm only like three episodes in though, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it really is a good show. It's is good it a show that show. gets better as it goes along, or does it stay about the same high quality? Or, I, did you, or did you like the beginning more than you like it now? I don't know how to answer that because season one, when when the twist happens, that I don't like, I don't want to give away, even though it's three years ago for for most people. Um, it really sets up everything that happens in season two, and then now leading into season three. So I do think the quality of the writing is just as high as it was in season one. So season one definitely got better as it went on because of the twist that happened. But I think after that, it stayed at a pretty same high level. And the performances by all the leads are just phenomenal. I mean, Ted Danson is probably doing some of the best acting of his career, I think, in this in this series. Fantastic. Um, and then Krista Bell is just... she's. She's her character is Krista somewhat Krista, unlikable. Krista, 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 Kristen Bell. Oh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, I, I heard Krista Bell and I thought of a cow. I did. Okay. Oh, I I thought of a, a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Kristen Bell plays a character that's somewhat unlikable, but she's also adorable while doing it. So uh, of course she's. So that's you know, how they get away with that shit. Fun. So kind of yeah. like kind of like Kit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, in Kirsten's own words, he's a bit of an asshole, but he's adorable. So, did I know. say that? Yeah, you've you've said he's a bit of an asshole. Is that a really? quote? <laughs> yeah, Jeff Harris, can you uh, give me what episode <laughs> I said that on? Oh, I don't know if you said it on air, but I know you've oh, said it. Oh, you've yeah. said it around no, us. So no proof. He's why he's saying there's no proof, mm. especially in regards to when he wants to go outside. Oh, if I don't yeah. let him out, he's a real asshole. Yes, he is. Mm. He gets insistent. <laughs> you have to break him of that. I must break you. Bra- <laughs> break him. Wow. Break him. I'll say that to him next time. I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll just stare at me. Blink once. And then he wins and you he's like a piece of steel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not human. No, he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing more Subnautica. That game continues to impress as I've been building up more technologies to explore further. The game has gotten less scary and more wonder-filled, and I'm, it's more about just solving the mystery of this oh, place and how to leave. It's building up. But there are still moments of like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. I got grabbed by a, 
a leviathan, the larger creatures are called in there, uh, that uh, I had encountered in the past but was able to stay away from. Well, this time I wasn't able to stay away from him. And it was absolutely terrifying when it happened. <laughs> When my wife, said, my wife was watching me because I was, I was trying to creep up. So this is where I know the creepy thing lives, and I got too close. And my wife's like, "That's sh- like my, my wife is is like against me in the game. She she is cited on the side of the planet, saying I am an interloper, I am an invader, and I am eating the ha- inhabitants to stay alive." God, <laughs> SJWs. So. Jesus. So every time she sees me playing that game, she's rooting for the fish. <laughs> and see, I thought when you said that you said you got to get out of here, she grabbed you and shook you and said, "Calm down, get a hold of yourself." Yeah, really. So that, that was <clears> gave you I a good was, slap. That, that was an airplane reference. Said, uh, man up, yeah. pussy. Did you just watch Airplane or something? Is that what? Uh, no, no. You have to understand, Airplane plays twenty four seven in the head of in Jeff my Gunter. brain. Oh, okay. It doesn't stop, and it goes Airplane, Airplane, Airplane two, Airplane. Back to the Future, Airplane, Airplane, Airplane 2. That's how it goes in his head. Somebody asked me, Shirley, you can't blah, blah, blah today. And you're like, don't call me Shirley. And I said, and don't call me Shirley. And fortunately, the coworker that I said it to actually was old enough to get that reference. And you guys had a good old yeah. laugh. <clears throat> I we did. To, we did, actually. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> you just see the back. <laughs> People like. Mm. I used to do that. Have an airplane running in your head? Yeah. Then the Although, res- restraining order made no. me stop asking kids if they'd seen a grown man naked. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Although what no was interesting is he was did telling you, me... Did you hit him with the Turkish bath question? You ever been to a Turkish bath? Turkish prison. 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 <laughs> Shit. God damn it. Eat a zombie Jeppy, <laughs> have you ever been to a Turkish bath? <laughs> <laughs> Although what is interesting is we also uh, we talked about airplane briefly, and then um, he said, I also love the... T- the Naked Gun movies, and I said, yeah, it's a, you know, wonder that there's a movie that's super successful that came out of a failed TV series. And he goes, what? So I got to... Jeff loves to hit him with that Jeff actually eat him. Yep. I got to uh, I got to pull a Kirsten and, and introduce him to uh, uh, <laughs> Police Squad. <laughs> what? What? I think we what? just got gas Actually... <laughs> No, no, uh, but seriously, no. I when I talked, I told him about Police Squad. He's like, "Oh man, I want to find out about that." I said, "Yeah, that's on DVD. Uh, you might be able to find it on uh, one of the streaming platforms." But uh, so I actually encouraged somebody to look into something he didn't know about. I'd today. never watched the TV series, never, and I'm, I never had, and I'm watching the movie, knowing nothing about it. Yeah, and when that fucking cherry light, the police light going uh-huh. down, suddenly turns into the the building and into the the shower right i lost my shit i know right? it totally it totally fucking had me it totally fucking had me yeah. once i realized what the hell was going on i lost my shit and that movie that it just it's it is hysterical that sets my, the tone doesn't it yeah. i remember watching that on tv when i was a kid with my dad and every time they would end the episode they would do this whole freeze thing but the action was still going on. So my dad lost it. And my dad, when he'd get his big belly laughs, would just crack me up because, you know, they're standing there like Leslie Nielsen's just frozen in whatever the last position was. And the music's and playing, the music's playing, showing. Um, stuff's going on behind them. Or mm-hmm. like the occasional actor will wander, will wander in and doesn't realize it's the end of the show and then tries to do the, the whole uh, freeze frame thing yeah. and then they can't quite get it right. Uh, yeah, oh, God. God damn that movie! That that TV series was brilliant. 
Yeah, if you like Naked Gun, find Police Squad. It's it's out there, and it's worth a watch if you like the Zucker <laughs> Brothers comedy. Tonight's episode, a deadly. <laughs> Is OJ in it? Uh, no. Um, the original Nordberg was a completely different actor. Okay. Became Nordberg, uh, Nordberg became OJ Simpson in the movies only. Completely different? Completely different. So, All together, as, as in the guy was white in the in the uh, TV series. You know what? I thought that's where he was going, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm glad you're asking the probing question. <laughs> <laughs> probing K, they call me. Do they? Do they now? Uh, well, you know, I do. That's what the ladies call you. No, I call me. Oh, oh, just the guys. I just ooh. Okay, <laughs> actually, my penis. That's what I call my penis. So, yeah. What else you do this week, guys? I watched The Spy. The Spy. Yeah, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing about um, Ellie Cohen, the, uh, uh, the Israeli spy who, like, for four years in Syria was <clears throat> actually rather highly placed in the Syrian government and gave Israel all sorts of information until he was caught. It was it was interesting. I like I like uh, I like those spy docudrama things, and especially about that area. And this is Cohen's like first real dramatic role, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there's he's not playing he's not playing for any kind of comedy whatsoever. Because I watched uh, <clears throat> there was an Inside the Actors studio with him and Jim Carrey and uh, several other actors. I'm forgetting the <laughs> names right now. But I remember the interaction between the two of them and talking about doing dramatic roles after they'd been known for comedy and mm-hmm. and uh, and just they said it was you know it was only difficult in the sense that they knew that they could do it, but they felt like they had to prove that they could do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, Carrie makes a comment, and he's like, uh, when when he first saw Sasha Baron Cohen do his performances, he's like, he's like, I had two choices with you. Admiration or jealousy? And he's like, and I chose admiration. Aww. And I was just like, wow, that's that's Aww. pretty. <laughs> and Cohen didn't know how to react because like, he'd always been a fan of Jim Carrey's from his early career up through the movies. So anyway, it's, uh, if you ever get a chance, it's on uh, uh, A&E. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Uh, it's on Sundance, uh, the Inside the Actor Studio. It's or not? Uh, God damn it! On the Sun, Sundance streaming service, for Holly, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. It's um, presents. Oh, it's not inside the actor studios. What the hell is the name of it? I'm Actors totally Roundtable. I'll think of it here in a second. Okay. Come a- back to me. Actors Circle <laughs> Jerk. Yeah, Ooh. something like that. <clears throat> Actors Reach Around. In, uh, is no. it on YouTube? Um, I'm not Hollywood sure. Hollywood Reporter's got a ton of stuff like that on YouTube. There, it might be. Um, God damn it! I'll yeah. think of it in a minute. Just come, actors come auto fellatio. Mm. No auto erotic asphyxiation actors. <laughs> no, okay. Um, yeah. So the spy. You like the spy? Is this on yes. Netflix? It is on Netflix. It's a limited series. Okay. I, I like the fact that they, you know, somebody's honest about it. Uh, it's like six episodes. It's really quick. I actually ended up inadvertently binging it because I just watched and watched and watched, and suddenly it was over. <clears throat> so. But it's really interesting, too, because the spy, uh, Cohen, he really went deep. I mean, he, he, they had this whole routine and ritual over changing your identity. Literally, when he, uh, 
leaves Israel. He goes to, uh, there's a safe house in Zurich, Switzerland, where some of his handlers are. <clears throat> and he literally goes into the room and they're like, Ellie, take off your clothes. And he strips down to his underwear and then they open one side of a closet and they put his clothes on a hanger, close it, open up the other side of the closet and go, Kamal, get dressed. Kamal is uh, his uh, Arab name. And he gets dressed and he's Kamal from that moment on when he gets out. And that's how they address him and talk to him. <coughs> So, um, a slight geek connection uh -huh. is uh, Alexander Siddig plays the paranoid and vicious security chief of the president of Syria, mm -hmm. um, and he does a great job. He really looks like a snake. He really looks oh, yeah? like a mean, mean, nasty bastard. Oh. And um, the president of Syria <coughs> that... Uh, Cohen was close to, Amin Al-Hafiz is actually a schoolmate of mine from the American school, Kuwait, Walid Zwaiter. He, uh, he, oh, I think there's like five years difference between us or something. So. The actor or the actual president? The, the, the actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, he played, uh. No, they didn't get, um, what's his name? Sahara. The actual president. Of oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I forget his name. Sahad? No. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the funny. Bring the funny. <laughs> Show us your fancy learning there, oh, Canadian man. man. Andy is just shaking his head so hard right now. He's like, I could have delivered that easy. He's, that's weird just to be standing in the middle of the forest saying no. Yeah. They didn't get a sod, okay, for for the role. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So <laughs> let me... So I said I'd come back with uh, oh, it's called Close Up with the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, it's on Sundance TV or on Hulu. Okay. Um, it's Hulu. definitely worth checking out. They do roundtables with uh, actors of various genres and or just sometimes they'll throw a group of people together and they kind of just like the, the moderator will ask a question. But a lot of times it's the various actors and or producers bouncing questions off of each other. Or says, I've always wanted to ask you, blah, 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 blah. Wow. So it's really, really fascinating insight into the uh, the the movie and television business. So. And it's called Actor 69? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yep, I heard that too. Yeah. Okay. Actor 69. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> hi, 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 Duncan. Hey, after, Duncan. Right after Actor Rufy, just before Actor... <laughs> Duncan uh, just walked by. What else we got? <laughs> just before the wine scene hour. Oh my God! Ooh. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow! It's right there, yeah. in between the two. It's it right was there, already right. bad, but you took it someplace. He dark. did. He did. That's right. Hey, if Andy was here, that he would he, he, he would have said going right up to actors' rape kit. Oh Jesus! No. Oh, yeah, he kept going. Yeah, he'd have taken it to the horrible, horrible. He'd right up to actresses' abortion. <laughs> but oh. uh, anyway, too far, too far. <laughs> <laughs> Queeby. I saw the Sisters Brothers this week. The what? The Sisters Brothers. What? I watched that too. What did you think? Uh, you know what? Uh, first, a little background. Sisters Brothers was one of my favorite books that I read a couple years ago. It was mm -hmm. sent to me by Shock Monkey Elizabeth. I devoured and loved that book. An amazing character piece western, part dark comedy, part serious drama. Because I remember you you said that. Absolutely adored it. When I found out they're making a movie out of it starring Joaquin Phoenix... Uh, and John C. Riley. John C. Riley, the, the two uh, the sisters' brothers. 
Jacqueline Phoenix. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it as well. It's it's just a a great cast. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That's what I said. Gyllenhaal. Jacqueline Phoenix. Uh, I'm not sure the movie works. Produced by Uh, Fagin. Okay, so it's not just me then. No, it's it's very disjointed. I mean, a a a lot of the problem is that the book is in a character's head. Okay. So you're getting his perspective going through the whole thing for the most part, except for a few chapters. Uh, the book is by uh, Patrick DeWitt, by the way, if you're interested in checking that out. There there was a point in the movie like, okay, this is the story of the book now being told. But getting up to that moment and then going away from that moment was kind of slow, dull, and I'm trying to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. It's very dull and very dry. I, I, I was watching it and just going, I kept feeling like I was waiting for something to happen. And nothing did. Now, it was directed by a guy who doesn't like Westerns, so maybe that's part of the problem? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, but, uh, I mean, the actors were fine in their parts. Right. But I, this, I think the problem is in the scripts and in the direction. I think I would have to agree with you on that. Because the, the, the story just isn't quite there. In fact, in 45 minutes in, I almost gave up on it. Okay, yeah, Damn. yeah. That I, that's about where I was about, and I'm like, well, there's only like another 40 minutes left because it's not quite what an hour and a half. No, it's a, like an hour and 25. No, it's a two-hour so. movie. Is it full yeah. two hours? Oh my, huh? So like, and, and I did watch it all the way through, sure. but like, and shortly after that time, once what what I remember in the novels, if once you get to Mayfield, if you're familiar with the novel or the movie, uh, then I think the story in the movie kicks in. Uh, but it's a it's a story that doesn't have a beginning or an end, and it's weird. That's yeah, it really life. Doesn't. Okay, sure. Maybe that's maybe that's it. But I also finished the Haunting of Hill House, and I can't re- recommend that enough. That is satisfying from beginning to end. Cool. And that is series. Yes, on Netflix. Uh, and boy, apparently it's very scary. Uh, yeah, it does a really good job with the scares and the payoff. I think is beautifully done and the way it jumps with time jeff i think you'd be a really big fan of it i'll have to check it out no it the oh no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding no yeah but, hill house uh one thing i absolutely love and we started realizing this like few episodes in is the show hides ghosts in the background uh once oh. once upon a time when it was around the j horror phase of horror I remember lamenting, I think I even lamented to you, Jeff, you know, at various conversations over mm-hmm. dinner tables and whatnot. I was like, I would like to see a horror movie that is willing to expend a scary moment for those who catch it and ignore everybody else. Like you, my, yeah. my, my example was, let's say you pan across a closet and there's uh, a... A closet full of clothes, and in the back there's boxes and games at the top or whatever. Right. But as you're panning across there, and it's not a focus on it, but it's just on the top, you see a, a screaming face that if your eyes are in that part of the screen, you will see it, but if they're not, you won't. Some will see it, some won't, and it's not integral to the story. It's just there for dressing who catch it. They do that in Haunting a Hill House everywhere. Nice. Nice. There are ghosts that I didn't see throughout the whole thing. That later on, when I was saying, I, I I went on YouTube to check to say I know I had to have missed some 
because the ones that we caught were so amazing and scary. We you would stop the show and back up and say, "Did you see that? Did you see that?" And then point in the background, and yeah, you'd see the ghost that wasn't necessary for you to see for the story. And that was a beautiful atmospheric piece and a fun thing to play as you're watching it, say just to catch the occasional ghost that you weren't necessarily supposed to see. Hmm. And it's chock full of them. I missed so many of them. And some are real subtle, some are not so subtle. But the scary parts, the part that are there to impact you that you can't miss, oh, they're good. The, the ghosts in this thing are beautifully designed, and they're spooky as hell. So all the thumbs up for Haunting of Hill House. Nice. Anything else you do this week, guys? I mean, I it's not really something new, but I've kind of been falling down the rabbit hole um, on YouTube with uh, like a lot of the Painting theme videos? park, oh. like theme park. Oh, you history and or visitations oh, yeah. like uh, like the date between like the Daily Woo and Yesterworld and um, theme park expedition a lot of those uh, those and, are great to go down and and some of them are fascinating because it's places I've been but if it's like um, a deep dive into like the history of a certain park or like even a part of a park where they show like pictures from say like you know the 60s all the way up through the 80s and you're like oh wow that doesn't look at all like it looks now. Like you can kind of see hints of of that in the modern pictures, but then you're looking back and going, "Why couldn't I have seen it back then when it was in its glory?" And it's wonderful we have them to document yeah. that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And some of these guys do some incredibly deep dives in the research on this in their research. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that the amount of time that they put into these and they tend to crank them out about once a week or once every couple of weeks. And there's and, a lot of work in the yeah. editing that they oh, do. Oh, yeah. I mean, trust me, all the, the years that I did the, the video show, I mean, I was putting a good, it's a half-hour show, I was putting a good 15 to 20 hours of editing in that show between getting the clips and everything and then somehow having to trim them down and stuff. But so, yeah, I much much respect to these guys for, for what they do and, and on the regular schedule that they do it. Uh there's two kind of theme park YouTubers out there. There's yeah. the ones who are doing the history, doing these great editing pieces. Yes. And then you have ones like uh, Carpetbagger and yeah. and uh, Adam the Woo yeah. that are just filming their experiences at these yes. places. Uh, there's one out there called In the Loop. They're, that they, one I'm not familiar with. They haven't been around as long as these guys, but they're kind of doing the same thing, but they're doing it with fairs. Okay. Yeah. So around the country, but right now they've gone off. You see it, Andy in the background, like and they do, caricature. <laughs> <laughs> and they do with theme parks as well. And one, one of the uh, guy he wonderfully calls himself the legend. Um, legend and Molly are the other two characters, and he's a big coaster fan, so right. he does do coasters. But they seem to really focus on fairs. They've gone to Europe. And so they're seeing some European fairs. Oh, wow. And some of that shit they get away with in Europe, you could not get away with in the U.S. <laughs> okay. Those rides are fucking dangerous through and through. There's this one. Um, you're familiar with the Gravitron, right? Yes. The thing that looks like a UFO, it spins and you get stuck to the wall and you right. roll up the wall on that little back cart uh, when it hits its three Gs or whatever it right. takes. Well, it's kind of like that. But it's open air. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. <laughs> and it's not very fast. And there's bench seats all around 
What? <laughs> and it, the person that is running the ride is actually controlling it physically. No. So he gets it spinning slowly and then starts bouncing it in various ways, trying to knock people out of the seat and like into the center of it. And then he starts spinning it real fast and people are like holding on to the bench because there's no seat belt for dear life. And then he starts bouncing them again, and they and people are falling out of their seats into the center. And I'm like, "How the fuck are you getting away with this shit?" I, you know, I'll say like, when I was a kid, a lot of the the rides that I went on at uh, fairs and so forth, there wasn't much in the way of safety restraints. Like I remember vividly, one was literally a a chain that you could get at a hardware store. That they had put a garden hose over the top of, (laughs) like an actual garden hose. Like they fed the chain through the garden hose, and then it clipped on both sides, and that was your safety restraint. And it was loose. Like there was a good couple feet between you and the and this this garden hose covered safety chain. So that's what I was envisioning while you were talking about no safety restraints on some of these rides. And you know what? That's the way it was, and we liked it. We loved it. We raise strong kids that way. <laughs> well, I will say everyone on the ride looked like they were having a good time, except for this one big dude. He looked like he wasn't having it. That he was, it was terror in his in his grip. But uh, but in the loop is the name of the YouTube channel if you, if you want to find it. So it's a fairly new video, so it should be pretty easy I'll to check find. That out. But yeah, when you come across that ride, you'll know it because he stays on it, going, "What the hell is this?" Oh, so you know what I know what I have here? I have show notes. Oh my goodness! So let's do some news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Thank God I have the music. That was for you, Andy. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> don't encourage Andy's him. Andy's gone. Leave him dead. He's <laughs> out of here. <laughs> He's <Wow>. fired. <laughs> I don't even have a chair set up for him. You don't. That's right. <laughs> Todd gets. I got all this legroom over here. He, he'll. Todd will actually set aside channels for people and sure. shit like that. And I'm just like, better if we just put it behind us. <laughs> you know, it's sitting where Andy's sitting. My Diet Coke. That's what's what's sitting there. News don't give a shit about. It's gonna fall over on its own. <laughs> Great if he, uh, my diet coke. That's like, Andy. Boom. Sitting there, all of a sudden, the, cut, the can tips over, and it's like, God damn it! Maybe, maybe it does a little jig beforehand. It's the ghost of Andy. <laughs> cut the little face of Andy screaming, <laughs> and he knocks over the soda. But in the background, so yeah, you yeah. might not catch it. No, right? No, no, no. No, it makes it in liquid. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you know what? There you go. There's like, you don't see the container. Just this wet stain slowly creeping across the table. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. Oh, my God, it's antiplasm. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Matt's case, he'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden, the leg of his pants gets wet with really? Guinness. And really? it comes out of nowhere, and he goes, what the fuck, Andy? <laughs> he's just he's looking at nothing. Really? Seriously? You and then a distant voice. You have to call. <laughs> <laughs> You've been antiplasm. And it heals the women. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> antiplasm. <laughs> the healing power of Andy. That's Come on up, on. girls, and just get healed. Disgusting on so many levels. Feel the power. 
feel it. Wow. <laughs> Let him get you in the face, ladies. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. That went to a wholly inappropriate sure. area. Kirsten makes abortion joke. Everyone's quiet. <laughs> but Matt does Andy facial joke, and we're all just laughing. I didn't laugh. <laughs> Ain't nothing funny about that. <laughs> Director John Woo's Face Off is set for a reboot at Paramount Pictures. You picked that that one intentionally, didn't you? <laughs> I know you skipped over something to go right to that one. That 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 was all natural, sir. That was. Uh... <laughs> uh, Oren Uzel, whose stage credits he wrote a Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, and the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog has been tapped to write the script. No director or cast has been announced at this time. The original from 1997 starred Nicolas Cage as Castor Troy, a villain being chased down by FBI agent Sean Archer, played by John Travolta. Along with Wu's beautifully choreographed action scenes, the characters end up switching faces thanks to high-tech plastic surgery. <laughs> that was some of the most awesome scene chewing I have ever seen in my life. It really was Cage. It was it Cage was, and Travolta were like true. We're we're chewing the scenery. Well, if Travolta is trading places with Cage, that's true. You gotta you gotta you gotta that game. Yeah, put your chompers in and go to work. Yep. No, I'm not Otherwise, you're not going to sell the yeah the, the match. The, the insanity level because went through the roof. Cage can't bring it down when he's up on that character loft. So yeah, you got to go up to his level. Yep. But. The star of that movie is John Woo. Yeah. Through and through. The, the reason that movie exists is to showcase John Woo as a director. So you're going to remake it? Good luck. Because I know that I went for the plot. <laughs> <sighs> there is some ridiculous action sequences in that movie, though. I mean, like, like you're like, there's no way in hell that would I ever happen in real life. But my cherry tomato. Okay. Did you have a cherry tomato fart? Oh. oh. No, you, you're talking away, and I hear this. Ah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, he was a troop. He was a professional. He put that cherry tomato in his mouth and then got his mic right back in front of his face, just in case he had something to say. <laughs> That's right. News you don't give a shit about. Yes. If you are visiting Star Wars Galaxy Edge in the near future, and no one has. And you're flying in, you should be aware that the TSA will not allow you to travel with one of the park's custom soda bottles because they resemble grenades. That story's old. They actually yeah. rescinded that. Yeah. Have they? Yeah. <laughs> I know oh! it's old because it was on last week's. God damn. <laughs> God they, damn. So they're allowing it now? Yeah, they've yes. they relaxed the rules now that they know that it's completely harmless. So once upon a time. I think it time, has to be empty, though. I think you have to empty yes. it. Uh, but once upon a time, it was banned. How about that? Well, that, that's that's the change. Uh, they didn't wow. know what the hell they were. They're like, well, it's, yeah. like it's a Coke bottle. The ban was confirmed via Twitter. With Are TS they not stupid? They can't take it out and look at it? Like, oh, look. Well, dude, they might. Aren't, aren't they talking about like in baggage baggage? 
Like when that baggage goes through an x-ray or something, they... The TSA writing, these particular items cannot be carried on with check bags. Quote, oh, okay. replica items are not allowed on aircraft, the spokesman J. Ed Gregory told the Orange County Register. And that such items would confuse security agents at airports. It could create concern that it's the real thing, unquote. Uh, isn't that Pepsi? It's Coke. Oh, okay. It's uh, Coke, Diet Cokes, and Sprite. Um, they somewhat resemble thermal detonator, the thermal detonator that you see in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's the real thing. Uh, yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> I work today. I'm not. Uh... <laughs> I was holding it in. But... <laughs> oh, I, I, I made eye contact with. Todd I knew I missed I something as soon as, I as soon as I saw these guys losing their shit. And I was like, all right, how am I the butt of this joke? <laughs> And the delivery, Todd. That was great. No, is that Pepsi? No, it's Coke. <laughs> it's Coke. And it... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Galaxy's Edge has been operating at Disneyland in Anaheim, California, since the end of May. And Sister Park, Disney World in Orlando, Florida, opened its doors on August 29th. So apparently, these are cool now as long as you travel with them empty. Um, mm-hmm. Because if they're filled, they could be filled with other nasty stuff. They see that's how they, they sneak a by now. They broccoli. They fart. know they can fit it in there, and they can hide a real grenade in there. That's how it works. That's how they think now. Oh god! <laughs> Bunch of mouth breathers out there, you TSA motherfuckers. Oh wow! Whoa! Wow! Whoa! Wow. Somebody's taking a stand. <laughs> Next time Matt goes to the airport, excuse me, sir, we're going to need you to step over here yep. for uh, additional security pat down. In fact, we need to bring you into this room, and then they play <laughs> back that moment of the show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then halfway through the anal cavity search, the walls just collapse, and there's a crowd watching. <laughs> and somehow Andy there just pointing and laughing. <laughs> Actually, Andy's the one who leans over his shoulder. All right, don't breathe too hard, Matt. It just makes it more difficult. <laughs> and then Andy Plasm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, now you just made it weird. <laughs> Ma- made it weird. That's and out comes cursing his preacher uniform. Hallelujah, Andy Facial. That's right. The healing power. <laughs> Andy is healing, healing the Canadian. Of his TSA hate. <laughs> TS hate. <laughs> There's just no place for it in this world. Love the TSA. Can I get an Amen? Can I get an Andy? <laughs> Give me an Andy, y'all. I'm what? I'm here. And Andy's like. <laughs> all right, he's clear. <laughs> Robert stacks like there. You sure? Go all the way. Don't stop till you reach his molars. <laughs> This is not getting better. Maybe don't give a shit about Andy Plasm. <laughs> it looks like Disney Plus will have some streaming competition when it launches in November because Apple TV Plus will allegedly be going live around the same time with a $9.99 monthly subscription fee expected. Apple is hoping to reach $50 billion by 2020 compared to Netflix and Amazon whose streaming fees go as low as $8.99 a month, Apple TV will most definitely be put to the test, and we'll learn if a slate of original programming from the likes of J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg is a big enough incentive to draw people to the service. 
Per the Financial Times, Apple has sunk $6 billion into Jesus. new shows. One of the first programs expected to premiere on the service is Ronald D. Moore's For All Mankind, an alternate history show that imagines reality in which Soviet Union landed on the moon first in 1969. Right now, it seems Disney Plus will have the most competitive price of everybody with the $6.99 a month plan. Unless you've got the $4 a month plan. For now. And the mouse is going to go around breaking everyone's knees. (laughs) So is uh, with... Apple TV Plus, um, is the likes of Steven Spielberg and J.J. Abrams enough to bring anybody in? Is is, is amazing st- the reboot of Amazing Stories enough to pull you in, Jeff? I, I don't think so. Not at this point. I mean, two shows is not enough to, to drag me into. Don't they, they have that uh, Jason Momoa show, too, don't they? Uh, I something sci- sci-fi show. We greenlit it. I think we if, it, lit it? if it gets good reviews, it's I might lit. sign on for like a month, <clears throat> stream it, it, binge it, and then cancel it. I wonder with all the sign-on, sign-off, how long before they start instituting uh, minimum contracts? Right? Oh, that's coming. Yeah, you have to sign on. Minimum three months kind of thing. Well, I mean, they're all three, starting to take six. after each other. I mean, I don't know if it's in your news and if I'm just jumping the gun here, but even Netflix is starting to talk about moving away from dropping all the episodes of a season into moving to a, a weekly schedule now. Oh, you mean so. cable TV? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Pretty yeah, soon, <laughs> pretty soon, we're going to have these things called adverts yeah. in there. Not commercials. Adverts. Some of them <laughs> already do. Different. Newfangled, I tell you. Newfangled. It'll be different this time. Yeah, but <laughs> you see, if you do the subliminal advertising, the subverts, ah. where like you're, you're doing your scene... And then, like a a picture of Tide screaming appears in the corner, <laughs> where you don't see it the first time. Right. And not everyone will see it. Only if you're looking in that corner. That's right. Yeah. That that'll be the. I'm and telling. Like, oh shit! It's Tide. That's the new one. Do you know what? I would actually prefer if they did subliminal. It's like tell you what <laughs> they do. It's if, called if, product placement. If, if they if they <laughs> if they were to actually insert, okay, folks, this is two dollars a month, but. We're going to flash a picture of Tide every 30th frame while you're watching your TV show. Every 30th frame? Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the people having seizures watching. Yeah. Uh, the Tide seizure but it'd be But it'd be cheaper. <laughs> the, the seizure medication? <laughs> How about we just stick with what made Netflix great? You ever thought about that? Hmm? They can't. They've lost all the movies. Uh, dun, dun, dun. They have no idea what made it so great. Tell you, man. Get the discs. You don't have to worry about it. Make Netflix great again. I, I don't like that at all. Inga. 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 Make Netflix great again. Inga. Weekend Geek! Inga. Woohoo! Wig. Weekend Geek. Wig. Great. <sighs> Let's do that. Everything's acronyms. That, that needs to be uh, one of our Geek Shock hats. Wig. <laughs> Weekend Geek. <laughs> but you just have a hat that says wig on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be... It sounds like... Gasha. For news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> it sounds like bad irony. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect for our show. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It'd be perfect wig. for this country. Hashtag wig. <laughs> right now. 
then when Andy, when the, the plasma comes, you can just say, it's hashtag sad. <laughs> <laughs> Very sad. Bad hombre. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> just, just yeah, you know. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm Has- sorry. Hashtag sad. Hashtag sad. Feeling better now? You're healed. <laughs> uh, this is a couple weeks old, but we never talked about it. Sci- a modern sci-fi classic, The Matrix, is getting an all-new sequel with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reprising their roles as Neo and Trinity. Original Matrix co-creator Lana Wachowski will reportedly write and direct the new Warner Brothers movie, which will return Reeves to the dystopian facsimile world he helped shatter in the original Matrix trilogy. Early reports so far haven't mentioned if fellow Matrix creator Wachowski's sister, Lily Wachowski, has a creative role. Earlier this month, Lily Wachowski hinted at the entertainment press that she had her mind on other things, giving her blessings to whomever might take up any future Matrix project and wishing out loud the next effort in the franchise would be better than the original, quote-unquote. Also, also returning for the new film is original Matrix trilogy concept artist Jeff Darrow, whom Wachowski's first recruited for his unique dystopian comic book art style. Variety reports the new movie is set to begin filming at the start of next year, working from a script that Wachowski is writing alongside award-winning novelist Alexander Hemon and Cloud Atlas author David Mitchell. Hmm. So, Matrix. More of it coming. Not a reboot. More Matrix story. Kind of a soft reboot. No, no. No reboot. Well, I said it's got... probably after the peace talks or whatever. Well, if it's only got two of the original characters, they're going to introduce new characters and then probably continue the series on with the new characters. That's why I said it's probably a soft reboot. That, that's what? What? What, is, what, is, what is the difference between a soft reboot and a sequel? Soft reboot is... Sequel typically is involving all the original characters, so it's 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 continuing on with the original cast doing what they do. Soft reboot is where you take one or two characters from the original storyline and you use them as kind of a bridge to a new cast. So you, you sort of like that G.I. Joe movie that everyone yeah. talks about? You you continue in the, the universe, but with an entirely new cast. That's a soft reboot. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, boss? Can we fund this movie now? Hmm. Huh. So, I mean, okay. I, so I, the, I don't know if Wikipedia has, says it differently, but that's essentially what oh, it is. Oh, shit. So the all-female Ghostbusters is a reboot, but this new Ghostbusters coming out is a soft reboot. Yes. Okay, I think I understand now. Matt doesn't look like he's No, I, I get it. Okay, just, okay. <laughs> okay. Go on to your next story. Just get it, but... Eh. But that, that'll be cool. I wonder how they'll solve the the issue of... They're dead. I'm th- they're, there, there's something. They're probably, or the whole thing was another Matrix. And they wake up in a new thing. Oh, shit. That's, <laughs> that, there, that there never was any robots. Oh my God! Neo really was never the one. Never he just thought one. he was the it, it, one. It, 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 the world is run by he wakes people. Up, yeah, he wakes up as a cl- <laughs> as a clerk in Albuquerque, and that's all he's ever been. It's like it was just a subroutine. Now you're uh, now you're really really awake for the and, first time, and 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 he can really have and, steak. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and when when Donald Glover talks him into jumping off the building, he actually hits the street and goes. 
It's a, it's a short film. It's a very short yeah. movie. And he just laughs his ass off. There you go. <laughs> and he just looks down over the building screens. Matrix, motherfucker! <laughs> <And> that's, that's, <laughs> that's how it ends. And there you go. Yeah. Okay. We got it. I, I All Green right. light. Cameras green roll. light. Green light. Through Cameras roll. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a $100,000 budget. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'd watch it. We can Andy do the props. <laughs> What are all these eggs doing here? These big white eggs. <laughs> Can I was walking around with a hat with a nail in it. <laughs> I don't understand. What, why am I wearing a hat? It looks in the mirror. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what? How'd the nail get there? This is called Ghost Matrix. <laughs> Andy's in the side there. Healing Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What? It is there going, shh, ghosts don't cry. Ghosts don't cry. Uh, and that's when you get in the far corner the picture of Trinity screaming. <laughs> but only if you're paying attention. Only if you're part. paying attention. <laughs> Andy Plasm, only if you're paying attention. <laughs> you know what? Write that down. That's good. No. Come on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no. You know how it work, Jeff. Stop Dude, the, table. the days of having episodes with uh, uh, cum conditioner <laughs> unicorns is over. We just we. we I know. think those are the days Barry were, was naming the episodes. Yeah, well, it was a and, once upon a time. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Paul did a few. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Barry used to name them that had nothing to do with the episode. He oh, just, really? He'd just throw out isn't a bunch of adjectives against, and a noun. Isn't that against podcasting rules? Don't you have to pull there something are, out of your... There are no rules. Whoa. There never was. Rules. That's why everyone's rules. got a podcast now, you see? There's Whoa. No rules. Yeah. It's the Wild West. If you wanted to, you could have a podcast of a bunch of guys discussing games, pulling hits off a bong, and you could have a <laughs> show like that. There probably is one out there like that. There is one out there oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, before yeah. you arrived, Jeff, we were talking about this uh, little podcast. And, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's. You, I was just. I just meant you, you it wouldn't surprise me. Gaming if there was theory. One out there. Gaming theory. Gaming. <laughs> gaming theory. Gaming theory. Bubble. 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 Flick. 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, be professional, people. <laughs> God damn it. That's right. Have notes. <laughs> uh, have notes and the have nots. <laughs> uh, okay, dead people. Terrence Dix, a writer. Who's? Uh, Terrence Dix. Terrence's Dix? A writer and script editor on the original run of Doctor Who in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s yes. has died at the age of 84. Oh. Dix was involved with over a hundred. Really? Just make you giggle. I say I'm making you giggle. This is my fault. No, no. I'm saying this is making you giggle. Oh, oh, yeah. that's making. Well, yeah. You just said Terrence and Dix. Dix was involved. Dix with was more involved. Than yeah. 150 episodes uh-huh. of the sci-fi fantasy series between 1968 and 83. I thought that was a master. Well, he was a dick. <laughs> In addition, Dick penned over. Dix penned <laughs> over 60 Whovian novels. Really, boys? <laughs> oh, this is... I just realized, yeah, this is a guy oh, who's dude. dead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's but, not, but, not but, it, <laughs> <laughs> It's not helping. 
I lost my voice. <laughs> I, love, I love Jeff and I'll Matt just, just trying to be so dignified here. I'll just put in my two cents. Uh, he did uh, write or was involved in a, a lot of the episodes of the fourth Doctor Tom Baker's run for Doctor Who. So, <laughs> Dude, he's not that funny. Big contribution to the Doctor Who universe. He's a big universe. dick, is he? <laughs> yes, Matt. He was the biggest dick in Doctor uh, Who. Okay. And plus, he penned over 600 Whovian novels for Target Books. 600? Uh, 60. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Adapting already aired teleplays into print during the 70s and 80s. To celebrate the franchise's 20th anniversary, he wrote an hour and a half televised special entitled The Five Doctors, which reunited all previous incarnations of the titular character born in... Born in London in 1935, Dix became a copywriter in the world of advertising <laughs> during that time. Now it's making me... I blame you, Kay. <laughs> during, <laughs> during that time, he wrote radio script as a side gig before deciding to become a full-time writer, going on to pen a few episodes of The Avengers. Uh, Dix joined Doctor Who as a junior script editor in the early 1960s when the second Doctor, played by Patrick Trotton, had one foot out the door. Uh, Dix was also responsible for co-creating Moonbase 3, a short-lived science fiction show about futuristic lunar installation. That's all I have to say about Dix. Uh, yeah, well, this podcast ain't over yet. No, no. Also, prolific cartoon writer Gordon Bresek has died at the age of 68. He got to start writing for underwater cartoon The Snorks in 1984, and his career took... Uh, took him to write for the Smurfs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs, and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series. His work on Pinky and the Brain would earn him two daytime Emmys in 1996 and 99, eventually winning a third for Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain in 2000. <laughs> there was that also was his funny. own original creation, Captain Simeon the Space Monkey. And, oh, Kim, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, which lasted 10 episodes from 96 to 97. I don't know that one. That I don't know that one either. Sounds vaguely familiar, actually. That's weird. <clears throat> I'm collected now. Yeah, that's are you? Just... You don't know when those are gonna hit you. you just, just... <laughs> Dicks will just slap you in the face without realizing it. Yep. <laughs> the healing power. <laughs> I just envision that that one episode of the X Files with that kid. Who could heal through touch? Mm -hmm. You remind me of that preacher in that episode. There you go. Do you remember that episode? Nope. Season but I want to be Season that one. kid. Season one. He was like, "Hallelujah! Look at him heal with his hands." Honest, I can heal. Hallelujah. You. <clears throat> Alicia Vikander is going to return as Laura Croft. The untitled sequel has landed director Ben Wheatley, and will be aiming for a release date of March nineteenth, twenty twenty one. The first Tomb Raider film landed enough box office cash, $275 million <laughs> against a $94 million budget, to justify a second film. Uh, no word well, yet. They, they were stupid with the release of that. It would have made a lot more money, but they, what was it? It was right in between like Avengers yeah. and something else. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So what's coming out in 20, 2021? That's, Everything. that's another part of this story. <laughs> another Marvel ah. movie. His, uh, no, no word yet on the plot elements of the sequel. The first film served to mirror the newly rebooted video game origin for the video game hero. 
This might mean that the story could progress along that of other Crystal Dynamics games, which have released Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider in recent years. The only reason that Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the Cradle of Life, ended the Jolie run of films is that she simply didn't want to continue making them. And see, I thought it, all this time it was because they were terrible. They they kind of were, but they yeah. made money. People yeah, went to see them. I, I know, and that, that, that completely baffled me because... We all know why. There's the one slow motion scene. That's why... Because is it, Jolie's is it the one a, with the tiger. Jolie's a good actor, but she was not particularly good in those films. It was not her best acting performance in were, those films. They were not great scripts. That well, that too. So I mean, whether it was the combination of both or what, I don't know. But they were really not good films. But you're right; they made tons of money. And if you enjoy this last one, hooray! You're going to get a new one. I I actually did like the uh, the the Vikander. I, I, I still haven't seen you it. Still but, haven't seen it, but that's just on me because I do really want to see it. So yeah, so I will catch it eventually. I mean, that I will see. That I will see. It's it's not like a completely you know over the top action film that's just gonna make you sit on the edge of your seat. But it's very thoroughly enjoyable, um, and and it just like your article said there, uh, it follows the uh, the rebooted storyline that they have in the video games. So it, it feels kind of like you're in the video game to Does it to feel more time. grounded than the yeah. earlier ones? Yeah, it's I mean there there's some elements of supernatural to it. Yeah, it's but expected. It, it's, it's, it's Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's it's definitely feels more grounded in reality. Okay. than the the Jolie film. I, I think the issue I have with the Jolie character was like if she didn't feel like a real person. She felt like a yeah. uh, a superhuman that I just don't get. Yeah. I I'd, I'd agree. So yeah, I want to see these Boy, that's, later ones. That's kind of like Angelina Jolie in life. Yeah, yeah. All right. She's an eternal now, so okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Early In early June, it was reported that IT director Andy Muschietti was... I, I know you want to say it, Jeff. And I, it, it, it's, it's, it's fighting at you. It's fighting it's, at you. I don't know just what you're say talking it. about. Just say it. Go ahead. Come on. Andy Muschietti was circling the directing gig for Warner Brothers' standalone Flash film, which has suffered several setbacks due to directors ducking out of the project last minute. Yeah. But now it's official. Andy Muschietti will be the third horror director to undertake DCEU installment of The Flash after James Wan, who did Aquaman, and David F. Sandberg, who did Shazam. His directorial confirmation comes just a week after Ezra Miller, who is committed to reprise the role of Alan, started that the long gestating Flash feature will definitely be happening once Fantastic Beasts 3 is wrapped. With production expected to begin prepping sometime in 2020, it is possible we could see the Flash movie as early as 2021. Uh, Muschietti's next theatrical release will be... Oh, it came out. It Chapter 2. Oh, hey. Came out his last Boom, week. bang. What chapter? <clears throat> Thank you. I've, that's, I've been waiting for it, and... And it happened. Now I'm... What happened? Now I'm satisfied. Yes. It. Um, now, regarding it... Oh, yeah. Regarding what? see that? Yes. Uh, chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, director Andy Muschietti is not done. What? We knew the filmmaker was going to take both parts and put them together into a giant supercut. Oh, okay. Uh, he's going to go one step further and is getting his camera and crew together once more. <gasps> his original cut of the second part was four hours long. 
Oh. As Muschietti told uh, Sci-Fi, I'm intending to make a supercut, which is a version of this story that includes both movies, with all the material not included in the release, in the theatrical release, or the digital release, and possibly a couple of scenes that I haven't shot yet. He continues with, yes, I'm not done, unquote. It Chapter 2 is out now, but it turns out that might not be the end of this story after all. Now, has anybody in the room seen Chapter 2 yet? Nope. Have not. Because it's getting really mixed reviews. It is. What is? Like, really, really mixed reviews. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> did it to you. How's it feel? How's it feel? <laughs> yeah. How's it feel? What did you do to me? <laughs> I did it. Did what? Yeah. Okay. Third, third base. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because even I noticed in the in the Shock Monkey's Lair, it was kind of polarizing. Oh, what? what? Matt what, liked what? it, Jake hated it. That's, oh, that's, my that's God. polarizing oh, to you? Oh, no, scandal. <laughs> Uh-oh. Jeez. There, there seem to be equal amounts of like and hate in the lair. Here's the thing, and it, this goes with the book as well, and this is my opinion. Yours may vary. Sure. The children parts of the book are more interesting than the adult parts of the book. And I will say the same for the uh, miniseries that was on TV in the mm-hmm. 90s, that the first part with the kids was much more compelling than the adult part. Of course, it had that spider part that was just awful. Yeah. It, it really The kids part really lends itself to being... Fi- Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I'm Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm listening to you talk. <laughs> we're listening to your mic. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're hearing sorry. a lot You're of mic. A lot sorry. Of mic Lots of mic rubbing. Um, yeah, rub that mic. mic All right. Andy Plasma. <laughs> um, feel the power of Andy. <laughs> feel it. Feel it, Jeff. Feel it. <laughs> feel the vibration. <clears throat> but um, All right, Mark, it, Mark. it really lends itself, actually, to a good, um, a good film. Where, whereas the adult, I mean, I haven't seen chapter two, but the adult side in the miniseries seemed to me to kind of go the way of many, at the time, Stephen King adaptions, where you kind of hit that weird zone of, well, this is kind of cool, or this could be scary, but there's kind of a... And didn't the, didn't the, didn't the TV miniseries spend like very little time with the kids and the majority of the miniseries was spent with the adult uh, versions no. of them. I, I, I remember more about the, the, the adult interactions with the clown than the, the kid interaction. And it's, that's just your memories because the first the first half it shows the adults reminiscing but most of that stuff happens with the kids. Okay. And with some flashbacks. But, uh, but that spider was just so stupid. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I haven't seen It Chapter 2, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you right now, they've changed that ending. Okay. I mean, they've already shown the cha- They changed the ending in the first part as far as right. th- those who've read the book, The Ritual of Chud. Oh, yeah. Um, but the ending of It in the novel is so cerebral, and it basically is a psychic battle that's happening in the heads of everybody that really can't translate. Yeah. And the moment I bring the turtle into this, it's it's done yeah. as a movie. It just can't, right. can't work. So, yeah, I, I know they're adjusting the end. They have to. And in the book, the uh, at the end of the novel itself, 
there is a giant spider, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that that is what they can perceive without going mad. Right. They can't see it as it is. It's a very Lovecraftian thing. Sure. In fact, it was probably my introduction to Lovecraftian stories. Oh, okay. In that regard, the thing that if you see it if you in its true form, you'll go mad. You, you've said that before, yeah. yeah. So then, of course, the TV version, they just changed that into a just, oh, it's just a big spider. Yeah. <laughs> spider it. Ghostbusters. It's celebrating its 35th anniversary by heading back to the theaters. Director Ivan Reitman's 1984 supernatural comedy, which spawned a sequel, an animated series, a 2016 remake, and an upcoming uh, soft reboot, will be re-released to commemorate 35 years. Oh, yeah. Showings are limited to two nights, Sunday, October 6th, and Thursday, October 10th. Along with a special introduction from members of the cast... This re-release will also feature some alternate takes of the movie's most well-known scenes. Huh. So in some regards, this will be Ghostbusters as you've, as you've never seen it before. All right. I, yeah. Ever since I read the interview where Ernie Hudson talked about what happened to his character, mm-hmm. I kind of have a hard, I have a bit of a hard time now. I just, I'm sort of like, Wow. Because that change was so radical, it just kind of it upset me a little. Ah, so so you've taken it out on the whole Ghostbusters thing. What? So you've taken it out on the whole Ghostbusters. That's thing. right. Oh. I hated the women for what was done to Ernie Hudson God way damn. back. No, um, <clears throat> I just it's really funny because I just think of it uh, every time I I see anything now. I think of his character as totally different, and it just gets weird for me. Still iconic movie. Are they going to remaster the effects? I don't think so. I haven't seen anything about that. Rats. I'm interested in seeing alternate takes. It would be interesting if they put back in the really weird homeless guy scene that they filmed. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not familiar, they shot a scene with Murray and Aykroyd as hobos in the streets of New York just talking bullshit back and forth to each other before a, a ghost appears. I think I've they seen filmed it. it. It's yeah. on some special features. Yeah, I was going to say it's in the special features. Yeah. But it's it's bizarre. I can see why they took it out because it doesn't doesn't work. Gel, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's uh... it's yeah. It, okay, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for an end of that. Sentence. I, I, right. I I I was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it be. <laughs> Disney has reportedly greenlit Children of Bone and Blood. Oh, wait, I misread that. Children of Blood and Bone. Whoops. A movie based on a best-selling novel about magic, strange creatures, and vengeful spirits. Uh, Disney has This Is Us writer Kay, uh, Koy, uh, Kay Oigen. To Kay Oigen. Oigen. Oh, do. It hurts. Just... The script of the movie, which previously had been in development at Fox, and it could end up as a Lucasfilm production, with sources noting that President Kathleen Kennedy is interested in making Children of Blood and Bone. But she's out. She's no longer president of Lucasfilm. Oh, you. She's just a figurehead now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> making that the studio's next big project. Uh, based on the young adult novel by Nigerian-American <laughs> author... Based on the young adult novel by Nigerian-American author Tony Adiyami, uh, Children of Blood and Bone is set Hold in a mist. Let's yeah. everyone stop for a moment and appreciate that Todd 
had very little trouble with Tony Adiyami's name. That's because it's actually pronounced Tony Adiyami. Uh, t- Children of Blood and Bone. I'm trying to do it masala. Is set Look a, what he does. I'm I'm correcting the record. Is set in a mystical West African inspired world with unique locations, powers, and creature hierarchies. The novel follows protagonist Zele Adebola, a young and hot-headed girl who inherits a legacy of supernatural chaos after her mother is killed in a purge and her native land of Arisha is robbed of its magic by a new ruthless king. Quote, the greatest danger, the report notes, may be Ziele herself as she struggles to control her powers and her growing feelings for an enemy. Unquote. You say mysterious nation in Africa? Uh, I, no, I just say... So Wakanda? Af- no, I, I doubt it. Come on. Orisha? Wakanda in there. Orisha? Orisha. Uh, right. Set to be directed by Rick... Uh, Berman? Sanchez? Rick Berman? <laughs> Rick Famuyiwa, who did talk to me and was set for The Flash. Yeah, uh, Children of Blood and Bone doesn't yet have a release date. So, Disney. Blood and Bone. Blood and Bone. Hmm. Okay. Bone and Blood. Boning blood. I didn't. I didn't have anything. I didn't uh, have anything to do with that, folks. That's uh, Kirsten's in the clear there. Catherine Hardwick has signed on to direct the fantasy adventure epic film *Heathen* for Constantine Film and Prime Universe Films. The Twilight and Red Riding Hood director is helming the feature that adapts the comic book series of the same name by Natasha Altiersi from Vault Comics. He then tells the story of Adis, a Viking warrior who declares a one-woman war against Odin after her village scorns her for kissing another woman and after witnessing widespread injustice against women. Meanwhile, Loki's like, that was hot. Hardwick will direct a script written by Carrie Williamson, wrote What Happened to Monday. Uh, Altierci's acclaimed comic book series debuted in 2017 with the help of dedicated investors contributing to a massively successful Kickstarter campaign. This one, th- this was posted on the lair. I can't remember who posted it, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who. Uh, but I am so ready to watch this. Uh-oh. Magnolia Pictures Magnet Releasing has picked up the theater rights to Wrinkles the Clown. Oh. A horror docu feature that merges fictional clown creeps with the intimate urban legend scares of a documentary viral footage. Wrinkles is a real clown. He's a guy in his late 60s who dons a clown suit and makeup, who for the past several years has been turning up at South Florida homes, public spaces, and events at the behest of parents who want to scare some sense or even just get get it on film terror into their misbehaving kids. People have been paying this clown to frighten the bejesus out of their kids, and it evidently works. The movie follows the real-life phenomenon that took off after a series of hidden cam videos of wrinkles doing scary things began going viral in 2014. Uh, Wrinkles the Clown is opening in theaters October 4th, and I believe it's also available direct-to-video that day as well. Hmm. I want people are paying a creepy clown to show up and scare their kids. You said 2014, right? Yes. I wonder if that was the the, the groundwork for the 2016 killer clown vids that were all over the oh, place. The, the, the clowns that were just showing up out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. That, what, that was a wonderful moment in American it was. history, I will say. I really appreciated that. 
Kudos to you mystery clowns out there. Marvel is once again teaming up with Stitcher, this time to adapt the beloved comic run Marvels into a 10-episode podcast series. Original published in 1994, the Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross series uh, retold many of Marvel's formative Silver Age stories through the eyes of photojournalist Phil Sheldon. The series will narrow as it's focused to the aftermath of the Fantastic Four's confrontation with Galactus above New York City. Billions co-star Seth Barish will voice Sheldon with Clifford Method Man Smith as journalist Ben Urich. Uh, Anna Sophia Robb as Sheldon's assistant, Marcia Hardesty, and Star Trek Discovery's Ethan Peck as the voice of Mr. Fantastic, a.k.a. Reed Richards. This is the third team-up between Marvel and on-demand internet radio service Stitcher and its first non-Wolverine collaboration. The two have previously released Wolverine The Long Night and Wolverine The Lost Trail, which were original stories written by novelist Ben Percy. No release date for Marvels has been announced at this time, but the podcast series will be available on Stitcher Premium exclusively before eventually making its way onto other formats. Hmm. This next one's right up uh, right up Jeff's tail. Okay. NASA has revealed that their Europa Clipper mission is now a go. NASA's official des- uh, decision means the mission can progress to its next phase, and this means the Europa Clipper team is now to go ahead and complete the final design, bring it into reality by constructing the entire spacecraft and science payload before putting it through a series of tests. <laughs> Load. It will eventually be <laughs> launched into the cosmos to explore an alien world thought to be holding an entire ocean and possibly some sort of life forms beneath its icy surface. NASA has already decided on the nine instruments that will ride along the Europa Clipper's science payload. High-res images of Europa's surface are expected from the spacecraft's cameras and spectrometers, while ice-penetrating radar searches for the liquid ocean believed to lie beneath the thick layer ice surface of Europa. That's a one of... Is that Saturn's? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because scientists are now aware that Europa sometimes spews warm water, a thermal instrument will explore the surface for evidence of any more of these eruptions. Other instruments are meant to stay on the lookout for atmospheric water vapor. Europa Clipper may launch as soon as 2023, a year before NASA is supposed to send astronauts back to our own moon. Sponsored by Nestle, right? Yes. Mm. And Coke, it's the real thing. Todd Strauss-Schulson is in talks to direct STX Films' adaptation of the action-comedy manga Zombie Brother, replacing Kung Fury director David Sandberg, who was previously attached. The Chinese digital manga has ranked up 24 billion views, over 241 installments, centering on a Chinese man who leads a gang of New Yorkers through the zombie apocalypse. It's also inspired an animated series with 3.7 billion views, across two seasons so far, as well as a stage play. Along with the comedies like Isn't It Romantic and A Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas, <laughs> Strauss-Schulson directed the 2015 meta-horror satire, The Final Girls. That Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas was surprisingly good. I, I hear that about the Harold Kumar series in general. The first one was was just downright bizarre, for bizarre's sake. Um the second one I thought was a little more funny, um, 
but yeah, the 3D Christmas one was just so out there. Uh, it was just bonkers funny. At least that's my opinion on it. I haven't seen any of them. No, none. Guys, have you seen it? I have not. None of the Kumars? I saw Harold and Kumar go to a Turkish bath. No, that's Escape Guantanamo Pay. You might confuse it with that because... Oh, oh, because oh. there was a bath in it, oh, and they were Turkish. Uh. Okay. Was well, no bad. prison in it? No prison? No, no prison, prison, just a Turkish, Turkish bath. bath. Okay. Lots of towel snapping? He said longingly. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time for a little red light, green light. Oh, good. Let's put some life into this. All right, gentlemen, here okay. we go. Here we go. Uh, I got some more pictures across my desk. Uh, do you want to put your uh, money and reputations on these? We're going to red light or green light them. See you at the okay. studio because we've had some clunkers in the past, so we got to watch what? what we're doing. Oh, come on. The guy upstairs is kicking this down at us, all right? So oh. uh, be smart. Be smart. Oh. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's our jobs here. Our batting average is very low on this. We get paid very good for what we do. Let's keep our jobs, guys. All well, right? how many are uh, reimagining? Uh, probably all of them. Perfect. Greenland all them right. all. Because we have... Uh... <laughs> why why settle for an original idea when we can reboot one? That's right. That's the cool thing nowadays. That's what the kids love. That's what the That's kids right. want. That's right. They don't want a new company making a pad. They want the iPad 4. They don't want it to be overburdened by an actual story. Yeah. Why update it when you can just give them the new same thing? Yes. All right, guys. Here we go. Red light, green light. After the success of Veep, HBO will be continuing its creative partnership with Armando Iannucci. The network has greenlit the creator's space comedy, Avenue 5. Greenlight. Starring Josh Gad, Hugh Laurie, Zach Woods, and Nikki Amukabird. The series... Green light. <laughs> Green light. Why are you why are you looking at me like that, Kat? I just what? the way you hesitated mid syllable. I just a mooka bird. A mooka bird. A mooka dash bird. That's the name. Oh, okay. The series is set forty years in the future after interstellar travel has become commonplace among humans. Yeah. The comedy aspect will come from the tourism industry that has sprung up around this <laughs> civilization's ability to move amongst the stars and planets with ease. <laughs> the comedy aspect. Laurie plays the captain of a space cruise ship that gives the series its name. Gad plays Ermin Judd, a billionaire who owns the ship, and Woods plays Matt Spencer, head of customer relations for Judd's company, Iannucci, who was praised for his work on 2017's dark historical comedy, The Death of Stalin, created the show, will write, executive produce. He also directed the pilot episode, and Will Smith is attached as executive producer. Look. So here we go. Who plays a bartender? Um, Isaac. The guy, the guy yeah, played Isaac. exactly. Yeah, and yeah. who plays the... Out of sight. The, uh, the, the cruise director. The, the, the cruise director. Dun, 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 the dun, entertainment dun. The, 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 the The girl who made everybody happy. Oh, never mind. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> <laughs> the girl that made everybody happy. I like how he Sis plopped Debbie down Dallas? right in front of you there, Matt. Yeah, this no, is yeah. after Matt pushed him. Matt pushed him, folks, yeah. with the tissue box. Yep. He assaulted it, him with it, the. T- <laughs> it still, still is, and now it now it's, it's got a tissue box rubbed down. It's like this is the weirdest game, like, but okay, oh, I'll play. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'm getting rubbed down, and I'm liking it. I can get the hint. All right. There you go. Hit moved a foot just as close to Matt as he was before. Um, I'm going to green light it. Um, I like to cast... Hugh Laurie. I, yeah, I, exactly. Hugh Laurie. Hugh, Hugh Laurie is a ship captain. Yes. I was, I, I, was on, I was almost on board when you said Hugh Laurie in the cast grouping at the beginning. Yeah. But then when you said he's the ship captain, I was like, done. I'm, I'm, put him I'm, in the, I'm totally on put board Put him in this. the whites and just have him send, set a course for space. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think it sounds funny. Plus... Uh, the crew behind Veep is is very funny. They're, they're very funny. They're very funny. Yes. Then that's where the funny they, they comes write in. good. They write the good comedy, comedy aspect. Yeah. Is is tourism. All right. Well, green light for me is Jeff Fon. They have the. I fun. already green light. Green light. Uh, I'm on top of this. Green light as well. Cutting yeah. edge. Hugh Laurie, yeah. Slaris. Yeah. 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 I mean, Deep is in the. That, what's it called? It was called Laurie and Fry. Uh huh. Or is it Fry and Laurie? Uh, is it Blood and Bone or Bone and Blood? I don't know. Okay. But I mean, yeah, that house, um, God, I I think I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. He was great as the last doctor. He was a great doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like him. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. All right, green light across the board. That was easy. This is the money make it through and through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Avenue 5. That's a great totally name for money. a cruise ship. Assuming uh, AT&T doesn't screw it up. True, go go HBO. All right, okay. This one, uh, this next one on the desk is called the Zombie Fallout. Uh, the creation of author Mark Tufo has been picked up for the TV treatment from Peabody Award-winning producer Stephen Adams and Theo Dumont of Buffalo Eight. Made up of a 14-item library that spans novels, comics, and audiobooks, the zombie Fallout franchise combines dark comedy and undead horror and gore and has established an extensive story world of distinctive characters, both good and evil, as it follows the adventures of an ex-Marine Michael Talbot, a guy whose personal past has led him to an unhealthy obsession with the real-life possibility of a zombie apocalypse. When it inevitably happens, it's up to Talbot to take advantage of his pre-apocalyptic preparations to protect the whole community. All right. See what you did there. I can't hear you. What? I see what you did there. What? Your alliteration. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what alliteration is. I didn't go for them fancy schools like you did. <laughs> All right. Red light, green light. That was zombie fallout. Red zombies. It's just it. You said zombie and you're out. Yep, red. You don't think zombies. there's money in zombies anymore? I'm tired of zombies. No, I, I like mean, alliteration. Green lights. <laughs> I'm torn because Rip torn. I, uh, I wish he has money. Um, goodness, isn't he dead? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would miss that. <laughs> um. He's right beside dicks. <laughs> Rip on, dicks. On, on the one torn hand, dicks. I'm torn I'm, dicks. I'm totally over the the whole zombie thing. A torn it's dicks. Just, production. I think it's I think it's starting to get done to death. Oh! <laughs> no one can rise and make it great again, right? But no. I like the dark <laughs> comedy <it> <laughs> aspect of it because you know it worked really well with Shaun of the Dead. Um, it worked really well with the uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, but those were made 
in the like in the thick of the zombie crisis. Hey, they are. If that was done now, I tentatively want to green light it just to see how see how they how it plays out. So I'm gonna say green light. All right, green light. Yeah, and a green light for the alliteration for you. A red. red. Peter Piper, what you got? Yeah, pick the pepper. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> pick the red. paprika. <laughs> red. Red. Because of zombies. All right, you're either the final vote or the the tying vote. I'm the final vote. Green. Green. Yay! Yeah, it's, it's. I like this idea of this guy who's gone off the deep end, preparing for an apocalypse that no one expects to happen. It does, and he's the guy that has to fix it. Yeah, I kind of dig it. I mean, you know, th- th- how how comedy it's going to be, I don't know. It's, it's right, but it, but obviously dark. Apparently, the original thing, the the books and the audiobooks, a lot of gore to it. So if it's willing to go that far with it, I'm willing somebody to take a zombie apocalypse seriously. But at the same time, a fun goofball character that's leading the whole thing. Yeah, it's as a very Ash versus Even Dead vibe to me. So like uh, Michael Gross from uh, Tremors. Yes. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I will take Michael Gross in the zombie apocalypse. I'll gladly do. That it. actually would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, a series where his character just deals with different apocalypses. I don't know if you would go a whole season or just do like three or four episode arcs. Like a real limited series kind of thing? Well, I don't know. Just like in the next three episodes, he's in a zombie apocalypse. Then the next four episodes, it's an alien invasion. And then three more episodes after that, oh, the trees are killing people, you know. It's just, and, and just... Why the, are the trees killing us? Yeah, exactly. You know, Fucking Wahlberg. And it's just... I don't know. It'd just be funny to see that character drifting through every single apocalypse imaginable. Green light, through and through. I'm, yeah. I'm, I would love this. I just love that, that character. Yeah. Just, anyway. Anyway. So green light on that one. All right. We're putting our money and our potations behind more zombies. That's what we do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Matt Not here from my studio. Shaking his head. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, this one, the red light, green light. HBO Max just put an order for a long, hour-long pilot based on Rules of Magic, a book by Alice Hoffman. The novel serves as a prequel to Hoffman's 1995 novel, Practical Magic, which follows two witch sisters and was adapted for the big screen in the same year as its publication with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman in the lead roles. Yeah, that Practical Magic. Uh-oh, it's magic. Uh, thank you. Taking it in place in New York City, circa 1960, Rules of Magic centers on three siblings, Franny, Jet, and Vincent Owens, who discovers that their abnormalities stem from the fact that they are descended from witches. The two girls grow up to be ants in practical magic, while their brother leaves, quote, an unexpected legacy behind. <laughs> Jessica Jones, Melissa Rosenberg will serve as writer and executive producer. So why do you think? The rules of magic in the practical magic universe. Eh, red light. Did you see Practical Magic? No. No, okay. Anybody here seen Practical Magic? I remember when it came out on video and seeing advertisement for it. Never watched it. Just didn't sound interesting at all. The pitch. All right. 
That's so, just that's just what I'm going with. So, absolutely, I'm not challenging you. I'm I'm good. I'm going. Okay. I'm basically on your expertise here. And yeah, so red light from Jeff. Uh, 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 do you, do you want me to read it again to you? Is no. You, right. Green light, I guess. I guess? Yeah. All right. You know, abnormalities. I like that word. If the $2 float, green light. If they sink, red well, light. Well, we all float oh, wow. down here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Inquisition mad over here is making wow. it work. Wow. Man. Red light. I tell you what. <laughs> red light. Red light. <laughs> if it weighs more than a duck, green light. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. What? Do you weigh as much as a duck? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Uh, Can you stop turning off your mic? What the hell was I? I was... Um, uh... Come girls are okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's just... That... You even made Kent run. Yeah, boy, he just did a twist from anti-blowjob Matt. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh yeah. Well, what's your name? Go ahead. What's your yeah. name? What's uh, your name? Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week in Geek. <laughs> Yerk. <laughs> My goodness. Well, I know what I'm not naming, naming the episode. That's right. <laughs> that much I know. 